You're listening to Upstate HR, the HR podcast for non-HR businesses in Upstate New York. It's dangerous to assume that you and your employees are on the same page always. And that's why a good job description is so important. But what are the differences between job postings and job descriptions? And how can a good employee meet and exceed the requirements of a good job description? Stay tuned. Upstate HR is brought to you by Labor Love. For only $8 a month, you'll receive a new labor law poster automatically every time there's an update. With Labor Love, you'll never have to worry about poster compliance again. Visit laborlove.co for details. Labor Love, love what you do, leave the labor to us. And by Burr Consulting, LLC. In today's world of ever-changing and evolving labor and employment law, payroll processes, employee relation issues, and the complexity of a work-life balance we all face, understanding and addressing these issues can create multiple challenges in legal liability. Burr Consulting offers you affordable human resources consulting for both profit and not-for-profit organizations. Visit burrconsultingllc.com today. Strategically aligning HR as a partner for the success of your business. Now let's get started. So job descriptions are one of those things that uh, seems to be prevalent with bigger businesses, organizations that have been around for a long time. And when you think about a small business and um and hiring and maybe getting your first employee or your first couple of employees, um, it almost becomes like second nature. And I can say from experience, when it comes around to the point where you do need a job description, um, it's tough to put it together retroactively. So uh, what, what are we looking for when we're talking about job descriptions and, and why are they so important? You know, I mean, I think there's the difference between a job posting and a job description, right? Job posting is something that's real high level. You put out on the internet to kind of attract the people and uh, just, you know, just the, I think the necessities of the job. Job description is, is more detailed. It's got the essential functions, the knowledge, skills, and abilities. And then the ones that I've created lately um, also have like a lot of the physical requirements as well you know even if it's even if it's a desk job someone's got to sit for six or eight hours a day right they need to know that up front because if they have back issues um, can they sit for that time or do we need to get them one of those desks that go up and down so they can stand up and things like that so are they going to be working in a hot environment cold environment you know things like that do we need an ergonomic assessment around certain things so the job description really should have quite a bit of detail around not only essential functions, but also um, you know the requirement, what they're going to be doing, uh, knowledge, education, what you're looking for, and then uh, the work environment too. So, yeah, yeah and and uh, I I think of it also as a way to sort of um, keep that system of checks and balances alive too. Right. Uh, you know, if you if you don't have a job description and you assume that everybody's on the same page, 
that's just such a dangerous place to be right it seems like yeah I mean you know a lot of places will use those as uh, part of the performance review are they performing you know that's how you write your goals and objectives and, and maybe your your stretch goals or your five-year plan or whatever things like that and we added different duties to a job we taken things away have things changed you know if, if your job description still mentions typewriters that might be an issue unless you use one some places still do for payroll but again uh, those are the things you've got to watch out for because you know it can be a legal document if, if you terminate someone and they sue and, and all those fun things that can happen is is the job description can play a role in in the court of law yeah. or in that process so yeah yeah, and to be clear, um, you mentioned the difference between a job posting and a job description. Job posting seems like uh, something where you maybe list some characteristics you're looking for right. in a person as well, whereas a job description is probably pretty objective. It's it's not leaving a lot of wiggle room for like personality traits. Yeah, you know, and some of them do. You know, I mean, I think it depends on the organization. You know, what like what the organization is and how it's structured the culture you know in, in certain positions you're going to want someone that communicates if you're working with kids or if you're working in teams you want someone that's going to work in a team environment not a not a person that's you know not really personable and, and is just going to work by themselves some people thrive in that environment right so yeah there, there could be some of that but really job posting more kind of what the, the company is you know, some of the essential functions, obviously we want the right knowledge and education and things like that. And then the job description really gets into the details of everything, the intricate details of the job. Can they perform it? Uh, is there a reasonable accommodation request? Things like that. And then uh, I always recommend people have, a, there's a signature line at the bottom that the employee signs and a witness signs because they've said that they can do the job. And if, if they can't, again, it can become part of the process of either managing up or managing out either way yeah. so yeah and uh you know this kind of ties back in with um an earlier episode where we talked about uh interview questions and i think to the point you were just making you know you want to make sure somebody is is capable of right. doing the job whether it's physically or with the skill set that they already have um you know, if your job requires you to lift 40 pounds, you should be able to lift 40 pounds, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, it's, it's, uh, that's a big one. The physical requirements, obviously safety would be a big one if you're working in a safe, safety, safety environment or manufacturing, something like that. Communication, do, you, do they need to use a computer? Do they need to use certain systems like, uh, you know, HRIS system or SAP or some kind of supply chain system? Um, those should all be in the job description and that's why it's good to look at those once a year if you get the opportunity to to update those with the employee and make sure they're still doing everything on the list if they're doing more we need to look at it and maybe reevaluate the position because again in bigger organizations salaries are graded on those things um, that that's how compensation is determined by job descriptions a lot of times either at the local um, national or regional level mm -hmm. so so I just read this great book called Why We Work uh, by Barry Schwartz, and he talks a little bit about, about job descriptions um, and the fact that, let's say, a hospital janitor, for example, may have a list of tasks that he or she is responsible for, you know, mopping, cleaning windows, changing sheets, um, doing that kind of thing. But working in a hospital also requires somebody like that to 
use some common sense, be personable, <laughs> make uh, the lives of a patient better. So you're right. not going to go, you know, mopping underneath a sleeping parent while their kid is in the hospital bed. It, those things don't get laid out, but it's it sounds to me like crafting a good job description and then being able to suss out somebody's uh, personality and common sense maybe um, in, a, in an interview is really kind of a, a set of skills that goes hand in hand to finding a great employee. Yeah, you know, you call it vetting, whatever you want to call it during the interview process is is are they a cultural are they, are they a culture fit? Do you think they can perform the jobs? Are they going to fit in with the team? Can they communicate? Can they do the things you want? And we only have limited time to talk to somebody during an interview. And obviously, you've got your probationary period in case you make a mistake. And we all do with certain hires. And you've got to, well, what was I thinking when I hired this person? So, yeah, I mean, absolutely. The better your job interviews are, the more prepared you are with the specific questions around essential functions, what they're going to be doing, culture, things like that, the better off you're going to be when you're making the selection and, and uh, retaining talent, right? Because turnover costs money and and uh, replacing people costs money, training costs money, so it's not easy. And, and again, all these things kind of roll back into interviews and the, the job description of essential functions. So. so now the ideal is you have a well-crafted, updated job description when you're hiring or thinking about hiring somebody. Um, what would you say to a small business that uh, has had an employee or, or two employees or three employees, you know, a small number um, that doesn't have job descriptions created for those positions? Or in the case that you just mentioned, where a job description has somebody performing it for a while and then maybe that position evolves a little bit over yeah. time. How do you make a job description or or change it when somebody's already in that position yeah I mean it, I think if someone's in the position and you've got already got a drafted job description I've seen companies and organizations uh, just go in it during the performance review or annually go through with the employee and sit down and kind of work through and update the job description and, and uh, manager should be aware of what's changed already and then you work it's kind of a two-way communication process and what the job is and how it's been it, it's evolved right and that's how you'd make that change again you need another signature and uh, if there's an approval process some places have four levels of approval before a job description can be changed you'd want to go through that process as well for companies that don't have job descriptions you know I mean the one the one thing I'm gonna absolutely recommend that you don't do is just get on Google and, and type in uh, job description for customer service because there's differing state laws, uh, federal laws have changed, and so you could pull one from the state of Missouri that's completely illegal for the state of New York or whatever state you're in at this point. Uh, you, you know, you're going to want to look on the SHRM website's a good place to go. Um, network with HR people if you know any, be a good resource there. Work with a consultant. I mean, I've written job descriptions for places in this area with two or three employees. So, uh, so it's good to have someone that knows how to write a job description besides you know, just you taking a shot at it. Because there are certain legal ramifications making sure you can kind of dot all your I's and cross all your T's before you have somebody sign off on it. So don't Google job descriptions and just use the first one like I recommend with everything. But if you're going to look for it, make sure you look on like an ONAT website, a government website. It's a good place to start. SHRM, Society of Human Resource Management is another one. 
uh, those are good ones to use because it's uh, it's it's up to date and it's uh, in, in as far as I know it's all legal at this point. So and and what would you say about sitting down with that current employee to kind of go through things step by step? Is it a good idea to include? the employee um, in the process of creating one if it's not already there? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I think that's a great idea. I think people, the one thing you're going to get pushed back on and people get a little bit nervous on is all of a sudden you're asking about their job. Are you you're going to try to, you know, cut the position and things like that? I think you just need to be up front with people and say, hey, look, you know, either the laws have changed, we're trying to get things up to date, or we're just trying to make this uh, more streamlined and, and we're doing the right thing for you based on your performance review and things like that. So it's always good to communicate why and, and how you're going to do it. But absolutely, it should be uh, that should be an intricate part of the process is involving the employees in that d- the design and drafting of the d- job description because who knows the job better than the employee that's doing it? Probably nobody. Right. So right. Yeah. Well, great. Now I know that the. Uh, um, there's an HR conference uh, put on by the Human Resources Association of the Twin Tiers, HRAT, on October 12th uh, up at CCC. You and I will both be there. We'll have some information about the podcast, and Megan Cole will be joining us there as well. Um, is this something you've participated in before? What, what can people expect? You know, this is the first one we've done, um, I think, since 2010, 2009, 2010, for the the local Twin Tiers chapter. Ithaca does one every other year, and I'm not sure about the Binghamton chapter. But uh, yeah, as far as I know, this is my first one with this group. I was on the board once before about eight or nine years ago. But uh, it's going to be a good event. It's a full day of, of uh, training, so education on HR issues. I'll be there presenting, uh, having a panel talk about millennials in the workplace and some challenges, recruiting, whatever. We're just going to have kind of a an open discussion with the uh, the group about millennials with a five or six person panel for about an hour. So I think there's going to be well-rounded information there on, on many areas of HR around the SHRM competency model and things like that. So, you know, it's, it's running, I think, from eight to four is the scheduled time. A lot of networking opportunities. There'll be a lot of vendors there as well. So uh, so it should be a good event. Uh, it's at the, again, at the main campus on Corning Community College. So we look forward to seeing people there. Yeah, and it'll be a great time of year to be up on top of the hill. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that yeah. nice fall weather. Yeah, so. yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Matt. Um, and uh, we'll look forward to um, the next episode here. Good. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Upstate HR podcast. If you have any ideas on the topics we should cover, send us an email at ideas at upstatehrpodcast.com. Tell your friends and coworkers to subscribe in the iTunes podcast store. And thank you for listening.